Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of hypothalamic and pituitary drugs from the endocrine section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a discussion about somatropin. Somatropin is growth hormone mimetic. In terms of the mechanism of action, it's an agonist at the growth hormone receptors. It increases production of insulin growth factor 1, or IGF-1. In terms of its clinical use, it's used in growth hormone deficiency to increase adult height for children with conditions associated with short stature, including Turner syndrome, wasting an HIV infection, and short bowel syndrome. With respect to its toxicity findings, you would notice scoliosis, edema, gynecomastia, and increased CYP450 activity. Next, let's talk about octreotide. Octreotide is a somatostatin mimetic. In terms of its mechanism of action, it's an agonist at the somatostatin receptors. In terms of its clinical use, it is used in acromegaly, carcinoid, gastronoma, glucagonoma, and acute esophageal variceal bleed. With respect to its toxicity findings, you would notice GI upset, gallstones, and bradycardia. Next, let's discuss oxytocin. Oxytocin's mechanism of action is that it's an agonist at the oxytocin receptor. With respect to its clinical use, it is used in stimulation of labor, uterine contractions, control of uterine hemorrhage after delivery, and to stimulate milk letdown. With respect to its toxicity findings, you could notice fetal distress, abrupt geoplacenti, and uterine rupture. And finally, let's discuss desmopressin in more detail. Desmopressin is an ADH or vasopressin mimetic. In terms of its mechanism of action, it's an agonist at the vasopressin V2 receptor. With respect to its clinical use, it is used in central or pituitary diabetes insipidus, hemophilia A or factor VIII deficiency, and von Willebrand disease. In hemophilia A, it increases availability of factor VIII. In von Willebrand disease, it increases the release of von Willebrand factor from the endothelial cells. In terms of its toxicity findings, you could notice GI upset, headache, hyponatremia, and allergic reaction. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over one question to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. A 33-year-old G1P0 at 39 weeks gestation is admitted to the labor and delivery floor for induction of labor. She feels well and is in no acute distress. She is accompanied by her husband. Her past medical history is notable for major depressive disorder and generalized anxiety disorder. She takes sertraline. Her temperature is 99.2 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.3 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 120 over 75 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 95 per minute. And respirations are 18 per minute. To initiate labor induction, the obstetrician injects the patient with a hormone that is endogenously made in the hypothalamus and released by the posterior pituitary. This medication is associated with an increased risk of which of the following complications? 1. Placental abruption 2. Vasa previa 
three, placenta accreta, four, preeclampsia, or five, oligohydramnios. And the correct answer choice is answer choice one, placental abruption. The patient in this vignette will receive oxytocin to induce uterine contractions. Oxytocin is associated with an increased risk of placental abruption and uterine rupture. Remember, oxytocin is a hormone that is produced in the hypothalamic paraventricular nucleus but stored and released by the posterior pituitary. The downstream effects of oxytocin include induction of uterine contractions and stimulation of milk letdown. It is commonly used to induce labor and control postpartum uterine bleeding. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice two, vasa previa, is a pregnancy complication characterized by fetal blood vessels crossing or running adjacent to the uterine opening. It develops early in pregnancy and is not associated with oxytocin use. Answer choice three, placenta accreta is a pregnancy complication characterized by placental invasion into or past the myometrium. This can lead to heavy postpartum bleeding and an inability to deliver the placenta. It is not associated with oxytocin use. Answer choice four, preeclampsia is a disorder arising during pregnancy that is characterized by hypertension, proteinuria, and organ dysfunction. It is not associated with oxytocin use. And finally, answer choice five, oligohydramnios is a pregnancy complication characterized by decreased amniotic fluid. It is not associated with oxytocin use. In summary, oxytocin promotes uterine contractions in childbirth and is associated with an increased risk of placental abruption and uterine rupture. And that's all for this review about hypothalamic and pituitary drugs. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullet Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.